Welcome to the Lean Into Love podcast, a spiritual self-compassion podcast and space devoted for you to find greater inner freedom, connect more fully to the world around you, and cultivate a deeper spiritual connection to a higher power. I'm your host, Gina Velez, a performer at heart, wellness enthusiast, self-love coach, and current grad student slash therapist in training, I have spent most of my life searching for ways to come back home to myself, back home to the wellspring of love. Along my journey, I have found transformative practices and met some incredible teachers. I now want to share it all with you because as Ram Das once said, we are all just walking each other home. Let's embark on a journey of heart-centered exploration, vulnerability, and expansion. Together, we'll navigate the intricate dance between love and fear and discover the limitless power of the human heart. When we learn to love ourselves unconditionally, we radiate that love outward, making a profound difference in our relationships, our communities, and the world. The journey starts now, and I'm thrilled to have you by my side. Let's begin. On today's episode, I am joined by Brandy Healy, a human design guide and wellness entrepreneur and a dear friend of mine. Brandy and I met while doing our 200-hour yoga teacher training, and we now teach yoga at the same studio. About a year ago, we both joined a business coaching program for wellness entrepreneurs, and it's been really neat to support each other on the journey of accomplishing our big dreams. Human design is an incredible tool towards self-discovery that many people benefit from, and Brandy works with individuals, families, and even businesses by helping them embrace their unique designs to live a more trusting and balanced life. Brandy is also the co-host of the Well-Designed, a Human Design podcast with Kyle Wood. So check out that show, which I'll link in the show notes below, if you're interested in learning more about the nuances of human design. All right, without further ado, let's get started. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Hi, Brandy. (laughs) Hi, Gina. How are you today? I am really good. I'm really good. Fridays, you know, we're recording on a Friday. Fridays are... One of my favorite days, I start my day teaching a yoga class, and it's just like it's just like taking a yoga class first thing in the morning. It's like hard to be in a bad mood after that. Yeah, that's so true, right? Their positive energy, your positive energy. It's just yeah, I feel like you can't leave a yoga class teaching or taking it in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. Well, I'm glad you're having a wonderful day. Um, I'm super excited to talk to you about human design. I know we did an episode for your podcast. And so it's really such an honor to have you now on mine. Oh, my gosh. Kyle and I had so much fun having you on the podcast. And it was just like, three projectors just like love bombing the shit out of each other (laughs) for like an hour and it was just like so it was all the vibes it was so good it was was a lot of fun I felt like we could have just kept talking for hours oh yeah you know you'll be a reoccurring guest for sure (laughs) I'm so honored thank you so much so speaking of human design can you share a little bit about yourself and what it is you do with human design 
Sure, yeah, of course. So I am a human design guide. And so if you're like, what the heck is human design? So human design is a system. So similar to like a Myers-Briggs or an Enneagram or like um, Strength Finders, it is a system that is designed to help you operate in alignment. And it's based off of your birth day, time, and location, similar to astrology. And it gives us insight into how we are meant to operate in the world, like how we use our energy best, how we make decisions, what our gifts are, what are the lessons we're here to learn, um, and so, so, so much more really juicy stuff. And I tend to work with a lot of entrepreneurs in the wellness space and really teach them how to leverage their design in how they operate their business and in their everyday life. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like with human design, it gives people permission to be who they are inherently. And it, it gives, it makes sense as to why we operate the way we do. Absolutely. And you know, what is, so affirming about doing this work is it is very, very rare that I talk to someone about something that shows up in their design that they're like, whoa, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Most of the time I am just parroting back what people already know about themselves, but never really had the language to explain it. And, you know, there can be so many reasons why we don't live in our design, you know, a, there's a lot of conditioning that comes, whether it's societal, whether it is cultural, you know, whether it is familial, like it runs super, super deep. But I think for most of us, you know, we can tell like what feels authentic to us and what doesn't. And when we're not operating it, and maybe we don't even give it those names, but when something feels off, even if we're doing air quotes, all the things that we should do, and it's something just doesn't feel right. And oftentimes human design can really be that permission slip to say, oh, that thing doesn't work for me. And so like a great example of that is you and I are both projectors which means that we have energy that operates in bursts. It really ebbs and flows throughout the day. And the majority of people have really consistent energy. So 70% of people have energy to go, go, go all day long. And if you and I try to keep up with that, it can leave us feeling really depleted and burnt out. Okay. Yeah. So can you give us the basics? What are the different types? Or maybe even go back even further if there is um, something that we need to know before we even understand what the different designs are. Sure. And so, you know, you can use, um, you can look up your human design by, you know, there are several websites out there that you can look up your human design chart or it's also called your body graph um i am i really recommend using humandesignblueprint.com and you put your name in there your birth information it is important that you have your time of birth um you know as exact as possible because some pieces can change minute to minute and the location um of your birth as well so the 
you know, when I am talking to people that are brand new about with human design, the first piece I always recommend diving into is what, like you mentioned, your type. So when you think about your type, think about it in terms of like the way that you would look at astrology is everyone like identifies with their sun sign, right? So it's like, you're a Gemini, you're a Sagittarius, you're a Scorpio, whatever your sun sign is. And then some people are more nuanced around like, what is your rising? What is your moon? You know, they go into the different houses. Human design is very similar, but we start with type. And so what our type tells us is how we use our energy best. So there are five different types. So the first type is generators and generators have very consistent energy to go throughout the day. They tend to be these creative powerhouses and kind of can go, 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 as long as they are doing things that are deeply satisfying to them. And sometimes these people can get taken off track and left feeling really frustrated if they are committing to things that they think they should be doing and not really because they bring them joy or bring them satisfaction. And because other people can see that they have this bandwidth to just go, it can be things get put on them and they kind of guilt trip themselves or maybe look at their calendar and say, well, I have the time, I have the energy, I'm just gonna say yes. And again, saying yes to the wrong commitments can leave them feeling you know, pretty yucky. Okay. So generators typically make up about roughly 35% of the population. Then the other 35% of the population that is similar but has a little nuance is manifesting generators. So the difference here with manifesting generators is manifesting generators are these multi-passionate doers. So they tend to have lots of hobbies or different jobs or, you know, they tend to pick things up and kind of set them down. So, you know, my partner is a manifesting generator and is like the embodiment of this type. It's like, he loves baseball, he plays guitar, he cooks, he has like all these hobbies and sometimes he'll kind of abandon one for a bit and then maybe pick it up later and kind of move on to something else. And manifesting generators move fast, very, very fast. And so sometimes they can get taken off track or feeling frustrated if they feel really stuck in doing one thing all the time or, you know, and not feeling that freedom to release things when they no longer bring them joy or bring them satisfaction and not really allowing themselves to embrace that their gift is in this ability to have multiple interests and passions all at the same time. Hmm. Multifaceted individual, like almost like Renaissance <laughs> people. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, again, thinking about how our society kind of operates, it's like, go to college, get the degree, stay in the job forever. And like that really intrinsically goes against like how these people are wired to operate in the world. And so I've worked with a few manifesting generators that like we talk about conditioning have never either allowed themselves or again through conditioning were never allowed to really embrace that fluidity and multifaceted part of their nature. And then once they did, what happened for them? 
Oh, like, it, again, they were like, I always knew something was off and I couldn't explain why. And so, you know, I think things really clicked when they started to give themselves permission to say, oh, this commitment no longer serves me or this thing is sparking my interest and it's something I want to delve into and spend time on. And I'm finding it like deeply fulfilling and satisfying. Mm -hmm. You know, the common thread for both of these types is the more that they prioritize their own joy and satisfaction, the more that people around them benefit. Everyone benefits when generators and manifestor generators prioritize their own joy. So like, oh, I'll repeat that. that. Everyone benefits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when these people prioritize their joy and satisfaction. And like a really good like indicator that like you were in alignment as one of these two types is like when you lay down in bed, even if you've worked like a 16 hour day, you just feel like so delighted by how you use your energy, even when you're tired. On the flip mm. side of that, it's like, these are also the people that might compulsively clean or exercise before they go to bed. If they haven't used their energy in fulfilling ways, they feel like nervous energy. So oh, those can wow. be really good reminders for people to notice at the end of the day, kind of take stock. Do I feel like I use my energy in ways that feel really good? Or, you know, am I feeling like... I need to, my husband calls it, we, you have to get your yayas out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, the yayas. Yeah, that makes a lot, that's a really great way to check in and be like, how how am I feeling at the end of the day? Am I feeling like I haven't gotten my yayas out? Does that mean I haven't been, you know, to be introspective, have I not, um, been utilizing my energy effectively? What have I been doing in sacrificing parts of myself to, you know, serve the world instead of my design? Um, that's just a really great, great way to check in with yourself. For sure. And I think like on the flip side of that, these people can reflect on times that like they work way less, but doing something that they don't enjoy and it leaves them feeling so, so depleted. Like you mm -hmm. can do something you hate for like four hours and be so drained versus something you love, like, you know, like I said, for like yeah. you know, 12, 16 hours, whatever it is, and like still feel really good. So, mm -hmm. you know, that it's that cliche saying of like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Joy and excitement are how these people fill their cup. That's awesome. Does the same, is the same said for the other three designs? No. So oh, it's a little, okay. a little different, a little different. So projectors, which you and I both are, we're mm -hmm. about 20% of the population. So very different from generators and manifesting generators in terms of how we use our energy. Like I talked about earlier, it ebbs and flows throughout the day. And we are really wired for efficiency and operate in bursts. So like, you know, generally speaking, like projectors can get a lot done in really small windows and kind of sit there and look around at everyone else and be like, how come it's taking everyone else so much longer to do this? And it's like, we're just hardwired for efficiency. But when that burst is over, we hit a wall and need like a rest. And it's like, like the opposite of slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> yeah, we are sprinters. Okay, we are, okay. We are sprinters. It's like we go hard and then we like need a lie down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel <And> it. <laughs> I, 
yeah, same, same. And so, you know, the way that projectors, like our energetic signature is that we tend to be teachers. We tend to be leaders, guides, like really meant to be valued for our perspective versus valued by our output. And so again, like when we think about 70% of the people are hardwired for output, we tend to really measure ourselves to that majority. And so for us, where we can operate in shadow is making ourselves wrong for needing more rest. So I don't know about you, but like when I was a kid, I, you know, was called lazy or, you know, I was called flaky if I didn't want to do things because I was like, I'm just too tired or, you know, or on the flip side of that, I would force myself to keep up and just look around at whether it was my friends or my colleagues and say like, I don't understand how everyone else is able to do this and I just can't. Yeah, I would think, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but there's nothing wrong. It's just my design. So I'm nothing, a, I'm a rest. <laughs> nothing wrong. And I found personally when I really understood, you know, the better rested I am, the more I take care of myself and prioritize, like, my rest time is, like, very sacred when I do get those bursts of energy, I am able to show up so much better because I will tell you when I am working like hours one through three, I am fire. If I keep going and you catch me at hour like eight or 10, I am garbage. And so <laughs> yeah. like, I know that like if I stack my workday with like meetings back to back to back to back, it is going to be so depleting. But if I give myself sometimes even a five minute break to just say like, walk away from the computer, like go outside, have a stretch, get a sleep and drink of water, like get horizontal for a few minutes. It can be so restorative and like energizing before stepping into the next thing. Hmm. You know, in all the times that we've had this conversation, um, and I feel like we've we've talked about the types or the the designs often enough now that this is the first time it's ever resonated with me that projectors are valued for their perspective versus their output, and that big difference between that the projectors and the generators slash manifesting generators. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it can be, again, it can feel challenging. So it is so important that as projectors, that we feel really valued by the people in our lives for, you know, again, that we feel valued for our insight and our guidance and that insight and guidance is wanted. So it's important that people see that and really want to bring us in to share that because sometimes we can have a tendency to want to share with that <laughs> out that in invitation and find ourselves getting real salty about it and so that bitterness is meant to be a protective mechanism to say this is a reminder to you to save your insight and to save your wisdom for the people that want to hear it. And so like the best example I can give of this is like, 
thinking about like friends and family members that like just wanted to vent and me sitting here and being like, this is what you should do and being so upset that people didn't take my <laughs> advice. And now I can really come from a place and ask, you know, like, do you need a vent or would you like advice? And when people say, I just want to vent, instead of being like upset that they don't want my <laughs> advice, it's like, great. That's like a time for me to just like, I can kind of rest. And let this be that sounding board for this person and save save my energy of trying to come up with a solution or solve a problem or give them insight. Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> Wait for the invitation. Can, for sure. Is that something that you can relate to? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of like ga- gaining more clients – have you noticed the if I just show up to be seen, if I just put it out there that like, hey, I'm a human design guide, you can work with me if you want, is more effective for you than knocking on people's doors and being like, hire me as your human design guide. Like, I let me work with you. A hundred percent. So, you know, I think that what's important that people understand about being a projector is like, it's not meant to be passive of like, you have to wait for everyone to come to you and say like, you know, what is it that you do? Can you help me? Mm -hmm. It's so important that we share what guidance we have to offer. So Mm -hmm. whether that's in the workplace or if you are an entrepreneur or even in relationship, whether it's romantic or otherwise, you know, letting, allowing yourself to be seen then allows people to invite you in to share your wisdom. So in terms of being a human design guide, letting people know this is what I do and this is how I can help you gives people the opportunity to invite me in. If I don't talk about what I do or how I can help, people can't invite me in. And so once people, you know, ask questions or leave a, you know, if it's on Instagram, like leave a comment or send me a DM, we can begin an exchange and that invitation, you know, is kind of created there. Even somebody following you on Instagram is an invitation because they're saying, I want to know what you're up to, what it is you have to say, what it is that you have to share. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, are what are the other two types yep so then the next type that we're going to chat about are manifestors so manifestors also have energy that ebbs and flows but instead of ebbing and flowing throughout the day their energy operates in bursts as well but those bursts can be days weeks months and then they kind of hit a wall and then they need rest for days weeks months you know so they are like Manifestors are designed to initiate. They are designed to really follow their urges and they often tend to be trailblazers and change makers and like the first to do something. So I worked with a client who so beautifully embodied this. They were a PT and they would they got an opportunity to work at a PT clinic and they specialized in women's women's health and did a lot of pelvic floor work and they were like you don't have a women's health program here I'm gonna start it and once that thing got started then they were like all right peace out and would go to another mm-hmm. PT clinic and be like you don't have a women's health care program here like I'm gonna start it and they did this multiple times and they were like I seemed really flaky because I never saw it through. And it's like, they're meant to start things, not necessarily to see them through and finish. 
And so mm. without even knowing it, this person was so beautifully embodying their design of feeling an urge, following their own urge, getting things started and leaving it for others to kind of carry on. Wow. And that perspective shift, I'm sure, was so empowering to go from I'm being flaky, what's again, what's wrong with me, to oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. It's actually the highest form of service to go in somewhere, help them start something, kind of get them started, and then be yes. like, okay, you're on your own. You can do this now. And that is a whole career in and of itself. <laughs> For sure, for sure. And, you know, I think that with this one, like these people, you know, are really meant to, again, follow those urges and just communicate with the people that are going to be impacted by their decisions and say like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And that information, sharing that information just gives people the opportunity to hop on the bandwagon if they feel called. And, you know, and again, it their energy is meant to be like very protective. Like oftentimes like these people, like if like with manifestors, people are like so for them or they're like not your cup of tea. And so <laughs> what is so important for these people to understand is like the people that are for you are so for you. And that energy, that energetic kind of dynamic that you have is meant to be protective of your energy so that you are only initiating people that want to be initiated by you. So, you know, when these people are able to move really freely at their own pace, they don't feel encumbered and they, you know, they feel a lot of freedom in their days and like how they use their energy, they feel deeply at peace when they feel like they're being pestered by questions or being held back, it can make them super angry and like pissed off. Mm, so is peace there? Feeling peace, peace is, there. is there? Like it's a sign that they're that? on the right. It's, so it's called a signature. So that's their okay. sign that they're on track and to keep putting their energy in that direction. And on the flip side of that, like anger is that invitation to check in. So oh my 10-year-old is a manifester. And, you know, the way that this shows up for children is their version of inform is can be asking a lot of questions. So she'll get home from school and she'll kind of walk me through, I'm going to do my homework first, then I'm going to have a snack, then I'm going to like play a game on my iPad with my friend, um, and then I'm going to get ready for ballet at this time. And she's not asking me for permission. She's just like informing me and like telling me <laughs> for the longest time. I'm like, you're like a little newscaster. Like, why are you telling me? Like, you know, I just, like couldn't understand it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense of like, it's her urge to inform. But on the flip side, if I ask her questions, like she hates it. Like she has a bandwidth mm. of like two questions and then like, that's it. So one of the things that can be really useful if you have a manifester in your life, child or adult, is they like to be informed back. So when she does that, she, you know, she'll pop into my office and I'll let her know, well, I have two Zoom calls like for the day. I'm going to work on this, even though it means nothing to her. <laughs> like that informing back like feels really good to her. Mm, yeah. And I bet it, it feels like, and it's a sign of respect. Like you respect the fact that I need to inform you. And so you informing me makes me feel like we're on the same playing field. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think for manifestors, these people are, you know, again, like they can be the ones that like turn your screws a little bit, but they're meant to like they get they, you know, can be really big like expanders for those of us that are impacted by them. And I'm surrounded by them. My sister is a manifester. <laughs> my daughter is. And I, my brother just had his second manifester child. So like, oh, congrats. Have, thank you. <laughs> yes. We have a lot of initiating energy. In our mm. family. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get a bunch of manifestors together? <laughs> you know, that it, 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 it it's funny because like, I mean, they, we have an infant, but the other three are very, very close. And we tease that they're like Russian nesting dolls. It's just like, they, oh, that's funny. <laughs> they have all have very similar personalities. Like wow. they're very take charge. They know like what they want, the direction that they want to go in. And they don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> um, Okay, so you have your manifestors that yes. they need peace. They need peace. So our, oh, go ahead. And then uh, projectors, sorry, I just want to like clarify all this. Projectors uh, are, uh, feel valued for their perspective, their wisdom, their yeah. guidance. Yes, and when we are valued for our perspective, our wisdom, our guidance, we feel successful. Oh, okay. So projectors successful, and then the generators slash manifesting generators, those feel satisfaction. Sa satisfaction. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, so then, our, what's the? F oh, go ahead. Yes. Our <laughs> last one. Last, but like certainly not least, are reflectors, and reflectors are the most rare type. So reflectors are only 1% of the population. And wow. reflectors are exactly what they sound like. They're like a mirror. So they mirror back and amplify the energy that they are in. So they are highly sensitive to the spaces that they're in and the people that they are around. And they just have this uncanny ability to see things that other people don't see and provide insights that other people may not have. They, because they are mirroring things back. So it's so interesting. This type is really rare, but I tend to have a lot of reflector clients and I think it really lends itself to the wellness phase as they are mirroring back their client. They are meeting their client's energy exactly where it is, which feels so nurturing and like so supportive. And so one of these one of the things that can happen with reflectors is they can feel really flooded. Um, because they can't discern like what's mine and what am I amplifying? So they require a lot of alone time. So, you know, when we talk about energy, their energy also ebbs and flows, but it depends on the energy that they're in and who they are around. So mm -hmm. for example, if a reflector spends time with me, they might feel like a projector. If they spend time with my partner, they might feel like a manifesting generator. If they spend time with my daughter, they might feel like a manifester. So their gift is really in the fluidity of how they show up. So they can get taken off track by trying to show up consistently all the time. They're not meant to show up the same way all the time. They're meant to 
honor the energy that they feel in the moment. So if they're beating themselves up for, you know, that that's where this flakiness can come in or feeling really sensitive, you know, because they are so sensitive to their space, they might like walk into like a restaurant and be like, the vibe is off in here. Like we need to eat somewhere else and feel, make themselves wrong or feel guilty for that. Or, <laughs> you know, go into a, you know, go on a date and like immediately just feel like, mm, like, no, like the energy is off. And again, like, oh, well, maybe I haven't thought about it. They're really meant to honor how they're impacted by the energy in their environment. And when these people are in alignment, they are just like delighted is at, by life. Like their signature is called surprise. And so Ooh. it's like that feeling of like being a child and you're like, bubbles are the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, right? Like a, yeah. a reflector like in their zone of genius has that exuber like that childlike exuberance of wonder in the world. Mm -hmm. And when they are off track, so maybe they're not they're not in energy that is serving them. They're holding on to commitments that don't feel right for them any longer. They're not being invited in to share that wisdom similar to a projector. It's so so important that they feel valued they can end up feeling very disappointed. Okay. Wow. So are a lot of empaths slash people who are very, um, uh, what's the other word I'm thinking of, but just a lot of empaths, do they tend to be reflectors? Not necessarily. So, you know, one of the things that's so interesting about human design is, you know, there are all these other pieces that play into how we show up outside of just our type. Mm. So, you know, our decision-making authority is another element of that. And so the most common decision-making authority is called wait for clarity mm -hmm. at, or an emotional authority. And that's, like 52% of people have this authority. So which means they their emotions, like we, our emotions, I have this, our emotions, like we impact other people with our emotions. So then you think of the other 48% of people, we're impacting all of those people. So that could be any type. It doesn't mean that it's just a, you know, you have this center open. So it means that you are deeply empathic to your projector. A reflector will mm. also have this open because they have all open centers. And so, you know, this could be a generator. It could be a manifesting generator. It could be a manifester. Anyone can be an empath if you have that emotional center open. Okay. The other piece is the more open centers that you have in this chart, your chart, it just means the more you're impacted by the energy around you. So you could be a generator with only two out of your nine centers defined. And that just means that you're impacted more than somebody that has more defined centers. Okay. So someone with more defined centers is probably going to be impacting people more than they are going to be impacted. Right. And it's like, 
the definition in our design just means like that's where our energy shows up the most consistently. So it's not good or bad. There's not a good or bad design. It's just they're all different, just like people are all different. Mm. So, you know, those of us, I, I have four centers to find, but people that have more definition in their chart, it just means that their energy is more consistent. Okay. Whereas people with more openness, you're taking on other energy and amplifying. Okay. Can you explain a little bit more about what these centers are and how to pinpoint that on a chart? Yeah, absolutely. So there are nine energy centers. And so similar to like the chakra system, each energy center governs a different part of our life. So if you are looking at your human design chart and going top to bottom, the top triangle um, on the chart that's pointing upwards around like where the like head of the little body is, is the head center. And that is where, you know, it governs inspirations and ideas. The next center down, it's a triangle pointing down is the mind. And that's where we conceptualize those ideas um, and really kind of process. The next center is a square, and that's our throat, which governs communication. Then going down, there's like a diamond shape in the middle, and that's our identity. And that is like our sense of self, like our kind of our our sense of direction. And it's kind of like the compass of, of, of who we are. Moving down one more is our sacral center. So that's gonna be the square that's second from the bottom. And the sacral center really governs like our energy and like how it shows up. So everybody that's a generator and manifesting generator has that shaded in, consistent energy. The three other types, projector, manifester, reflector, all have that open or undefined. Mm -hmm. So that energy, like I said, it comes and it goes because we're sensitive there. The bottom square at the center of the chart is the root, and that's our, like, it governs stress, but it also governs drive. And then there are two centers on the outside. So on the left side, it's going to be a triangle pointing in. That's the spleen, which governs intuition and fear. On the right side, the triangle pointing inward is our emotional center. So it governs our emotions. And then last but not least, there's like a weird itty bitty triangle that's like (laughs) on the right side of the chart, which is our ego. And our ego governs willpower and it governs our sense of self-esteem and self-worth. And the way that the term ego is used in human design, I think a lot of people have a negative connotation when it comes to the word ego. But, you know, in human design, it's meant to really just help us understand, again, like, willpower and and self-worth hmm yeah I I I love that um perspective that the ego is not something to demonize but something that is giving us purpose and allowing us to have that that free will and and chutzpah to do something in this life for sure and you know with this center specifically you know most people have this center undefined so it's white on their chart which means that they are their willpower Mm -hmm. and motivation and self-worth can vacillate 
So if you're like, why can't I get things done all the time? Or, you know, you can like one day feel like I'm a bad bitch. And then the next day be like, I should live under a bridge. Like, you know, having that awareness of where we are sensitive and realizing that we can, we have to ride these waves sometimes. And Mm. it's like, I might not be feeling great about myself right now. So now's probably not a good place to make a decision from. Let me, like reminding ourselves like this will pass and that motivation or that sense of self-worth will come back. And it's just important that I am kind to myself and like nurture myself like while I'm in this valley. Mm, Yeah, that's that's so beautiful. Um, what, okay. So those are all of your, your nine centers, which definitely Mm -hmm. sound like they correlate with the chakra system, which makes Mm -hmm. sense because our chakra system is energy centers, (laughs) wheels of energy. Um, human design is based off of like nine different systems. Astrology and the chakra system are just two of them. So it combines a bunch of different systems to create this one. So it's Uh, informed. So like, if you're like, oh, this sounds like a little bit like the I Ching, or this sounds like a little bit like Kabbalah, it's like, yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah, it's all kind of one in the same. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What, can you speak a little bit more about the, um, the authority or just the other big, overarching concepts. So you have your design, you have your centers, the, we talked about authority, um, a little bit, but can you explain a little bit more about what that is? So I think again, for those of you never heard about human design or you're new to human design. And like, when you look at the chart, it's overwhelming. You're like, what are all these shapes? What are all these numbers? Like it says my environment is mountains. Does that mean (laughs) I need to pack up and move? It's like, it's a lot. So I always recommend to people is starting out, like we said, with the type, mm-hmm. then looking at our strategy. So our strategy mm-hmm. is how we create opportunities. So that really helps us understand and identify which opportunities are most in alignment for us. And then our authority, which is how we make decisions. So we can choose where is the next best place to put our energy. Like, if you start with those three things and never go beyond them, you're good. Oh. It, it, it is really tempting to want to get into more nuanced pieces of the chart. There's a part of the chart that's called the incarnation cross. And people are like, <laughs> I want to know my incarnation cross. Like, I want to know my purpose on this earth. And it's like, if you're out of alignment in how you use your energy, if you don't know how to identify opportunities in the right way for yourself and are not honoring your decision making, you can't embody your incarnation cross and so many other pieces of this chart. So it's like, once you have experimented with these three pieces, most of the other pieces tend to follow suit. Hmm. Okay. Then it's like you have more access to them. So it's like, you know, in teaching yoga, that's like being the person that like shows up at their first class and is like, I want to do a handstand. It's like amazing. I'm going to teach you how to do like a really good plank for like a year first. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or longer. Or yeah. Longer. Let's, let's learn how to walk before we run. 
For sure. And it's like, you know, earlier we we're having a, a conversation about business where we were talking about business foundations. And it's like, mm -hmm. we can't skip to the building the roof before we lay a rock solid foundation. And so your type, your strategy, your authority are that foundation to allow you to give you roof access. <laughs> to give you roof access. I love it. And so what what are the most common strategies? Well, so your strategy is directly tied to your type. Oh, okay. So if you meet another generator, they're going to have the same strategy as you. If you meet another projector, they're going to have the same strategy. So Okay, which you covered already already. Yeah. A little bit without going into that terminology, but you know, just really quickly, generators, manifesting generators, you're designed to respond to the world around you and trust your gut of like what lights you up or what feels like like a contraction in your body. Like that's how you know things that make you feel expanded are things worth pursuing, things that make you feel like tight and uncomfortable physically in your body. That's a signal that that's not the right thing for you. Projectors, like we talked about, we touched on, our strategy is to be invited in. So key here, allow yourself to be seen mm -hmm. <laughs> so that people can invite you in. But Brandy, that's so hard sometimes. I know, it's the grossest. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and then for manifestors, um, I touched on this, their authority is to initiate and in inform. So they are the only, the only type that is not meant to wait from something external. They're meant to follow their own urges and then tell the people around them, um, inform the people around them that are going to be impacted by their decisions. And then last but not least is um, reflectors. And so in traditional human design language, their strategy is called wait a lunar cycle, which is like bananas. I know everyone is always like traumatized by it, but I'm like, <laughs> You know, it's it's just that's not always feasible or realistic, right? So it's just super important that they are being invited in and initiated. So it's like they are meant to kind of be initiated by others and also like invited in. Again, it, our strategies are ways to protect how we use our energy. We mm -hmm. follow our strategy and follow how we're designed to make decisions. It's meant to protect our energy. It's meant to not only serve us, but again, help us serve others. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Reflectors. That is, that is very stressful. I would be stressed out to be like, I have to wait a lunar cycle. <laughs> Well, it's also that's their decision making authority as well is wait a lunar cycle oh. and people are like want to flip a table and it's like, <laughs> you know, the again, the moral of the story for them is like patience and time and not to rush into things. So okay. if you got a reflector in your life, you got to make them feel valued. You got to give yeah. them time. You got to give them time. It's <laughs> a good, good lesson in patience for everyone in that for family everyone. unit. <laughs> yes, for sure. My old, my older sister has a reflector daughter and it, she will like call me and I'm like, she like moves at a different pace. And she's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> or when she's being sassy, it's really funny. I'm like, you know, she's just amplifying the energy that you're, you're in, that she's in. Oh, yes. And she's like, we're done talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to think about me right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to look inward. 
no. Oh man, no. that's good. So then the authority is the authority directly related to the strategy and second question, this is a twofold, is it also, does everyone, every design have the same authority? No. Okay, so, no for both. So, <laughs> yes, no, no. So your type is tied to your strategy. Your each type there is limited to what authority. So, you know, all reflectors, with the exception of reflectors, all reflectors are going to have the same authority. It's going to be that way to lunar cycle. But, you know, generators are manifesting generators. They can have one of two authorities. And like, as with projectors and manifestors, they have more options. There's seven authorities in total. Wow. Okay. Yes. So there are quite a few and it's, and projectors have, um, can have the most different types. Oh, that's cool. Um, yes. So just because you meet somebody else that has your type does not mean you have the same authority, but you can meet somebody that has the same authority that is a different type. Okay. Okay. But you unless will always you're meet. A reflector. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a reflector, then yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. So yes, that makes a lot of sense. So if you meet another another design that is the same as you, you will always have the same strategy, but you will not always have the same authority. Correct. So your projector and your authority is splenic or tune into mm -hmm. your intuition, where mine is emotional or it's also called wait for clarity. Mm -hmm. So where our energy is meant to operate in the same way, but you're meant to make decisions in the moment based off of your intuition. I am meant to sleep on big decisions and wait, <laughs> not make decisions from an emotional high or an emotional low and make my decisions from a calm place. Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense, especially before we started recording the decision that you <laughs> were offered and you were like in a place that you were like, I don't know about High this. Emotion. High emotion. <laughs> yeah. And, and fortunately, both my husband and my podcast partner lovingly reminded me <laughs> like, this is not the place to choose. Stop thinking about it and like check in with yourself tomorrow. And like, you know, this is where human design is so, so useful. Like not only is it such a powerful tool for us to understand ourselves, but to support the people in our lives. And so mm. it can really help us not take the things that other d people do so personally when they mm. are either the same as us or different from us. Cause we're like, Oh, that's how they're meant to. And like the best example I can give for that, like we just touched on is like decision-making authority in my house, both my husband and my son are meant to make decisions in the moment. Dif they use different authorities, but they are meant to make decisions in the moment. My daughter and I are meant to sleep on things. So knowing that, like when I ask my husband or a son, a question and I get a response from them right away, mm -hmm. it's my job to trust that they know what's right for them. Like mm -hmm. whether or not that's always feasible, other story. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but to trust like that's like their desire. Right. Whereas yeah. with my daughter and I, like a great example of this is like when we're getting ready for a new season of dance, you know, they post the dance schedule and there's like a few weeks before you actually have to sign up. So as soon as that dance schedule is posted, I'm like, let's look at it. Let's talk about what classes you want to take. She wants to take like 45 classes day one. <laughs> 
Then when it's like day to sign up, I'm like, okay, let's go through your 45 classes. She's like, actually, I'll stick with the ones that I have. I'm like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we go through this rigmarole like every season, but it's like... It's good to know, like, I didn't book her for all those classes she wanted in the beginning because mm. we'd get to dance week one and she'd be like, I hate everything. She'd be too tired. <laughs> yeah. She'd be so depleted. And it's, again, not making that decision from an emotional high, but waiting for that place of calm and reason to be like, actually, like, no, I would not love that schedule. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And whereas your son, what what is an example where he has made decisions in the moment where you're like, all right, we're going with that that's it for sure so I think for him like the biggest one is like social commitments Mm. it's like you know he gets invited to I mean he's a teenager now but like when he was smaller it would be like you know oh you're invited to so-and-so's birthday party it's like I don't want to go to that and like in the past I would have been like you were invited you have to (laughs) go or you know and it's like now I'm like no I honor that because I understand like if I force you to do that thing, like you are going to bring the energy of the decision into the situation. And this goes for Mm. every authority. That's important to know. And it's like, you know, and think about that. Like think about a time where you made a decision that didn't feel right to you. And you can flavor that with whatever language, you know, resonates with you. Like for me, it's like when I make a rash decision or rush into a decision, like those situations never come out great. Yeah. Yeah. And ever. <laughs> no, like for me at least, but like for my husband, it's like those are the best decisions that he's ever made or the ones that he makes immediately and just trust in knowing like this is what I meant to do next. For me, that's not the case. And when you can understand that, it is so helpful because when you can trust my authority is going to guide me into the next right situation, then you're bringing an intentional energy and you Mm -hmm. know for certain like this is like the right thing for me. Now, what is so important to remember is just because it's the right thing doesn't mean it's the easy thing. (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) about that (laughs) yeah and it's like people are like yeah but that's really hard and I'm like Uh I know I know such is life (laughs) (laughs) yeah just remembering that it's the but it is the 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 fact that you are even aware of it in the first place. You're like, I may not be able to follow through in this moment. Like I don't have the capacity um, to do that right now, but at least I know uh, that this is something I can, I can recognize. Yes. Yes. And, and for those of you that are like dying to know more about your authority, um, I actually did a podcast episode with Jackie Murphy on Yoga Boss that mm. broke down the seven um, authorities. So, Gene, if you want to pop that into yeah, the show notes. Yeah, I will. So that was people, a really helpful episode. So then people are going to be like, well, now I know my authorities talk it out, but I don't know what the hell that means. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel like you could just talk about human design forever and ever and ever you know there's like so much to know where what what is one thing that you want people to know when they're first starting out with their human design with understanding their design 
you know, I think to put things into context, like my teacher has been studying human design for almost a decade. I was like, even I, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. And I don't know that I ever could. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like giving yourself that grace to know, like, I don't have to know everything for this tool to be useful. Mm, okay. And yeah. I think that that's where I remind people of like, know your type, know your strategy, know your authority. Like those are the things that are the most actionable and that are going to serve you the most. Then the other stuff is just like fun, but it's like until those pieces are really dialed in and it's like, and that's where I spend the most time with my clients is like, we will always go back to how are you meant to use your energy? (laughs) How are you creating opportunities for yourself? How are you making decisions? Like you think about how many decisions you make every day. Thousands. Yeah, yeah. Thousands. Right. And, and when you know when you how can to remember them, to go yes. back to this, it's like meditation, a meditation practice. Right. Go back to the go back to the breath. Go back to the breath. It's go back to your human design. What is that telling you? Yeah. That's like, where you find the alignment. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I wanted to ask, what got you into human design in the first place? So I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> there so you go. I was listening to a wellness podcast, and I heard someone talk about human design, who is my now mentor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were talking about the system, and they, just as I did now, were talking about the different types. And as soon as they explained you know, what a projector was and being a projector, I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel so deeply seen. Like Mm -hmm. for years, like I couldn't understand why I couldn't operate like my colleagues, my friends, my family, like why I couldn't keep up with them. And I really forced myself to do that. And it left me being so burnt out to the point it was impacting me mentally, emotionally, physically. Like I was really, really sick. And it wasn't until like I slowed down significantly and really started prioritizing rest. That's when I really deepened my yoga practice. I got my 200 hours certification. And so it was probably about a year after all of that, that I found human design. And I'm like, this makes sense so much sense of like what I went through my whole life but like very significantly of what I had been experiencing the you know years like probably five years leading up to that and at first I felt very overwhelmed by the chart and I'm like this is really cool but like I don't know what to do with this I don't know what all this shit means like and kind of it fell onto the back burner until fast forward about six months later I was working with a coach and they used human design in their work and re kind of introduced me to it and so I was like you know what there's a lot to this and I want to spend more time understanding it and it just so happens that my the person that introduced me to it in the first place Erin Claire Jones was starting to talk about offering a course so about a year after I discovered it they offered a course I took the course um and you know I am in like my third round of 
going through this training with her and wow. it's just been, you know, it's been huge. And now I have a podcast from it. I have, you know, clients that I see on a regular basis and I just have, I have found it so impactful in my own life that I just, I feel compelled to share it with other people. Like it, it shouldn't be a secret. And, you know, the most common thing I hear from people is I wish I would have known this sooner. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I talk so much about my kids because I want to empower them to continue to embody their design instead of condition them out of it. Mm, that's awesome. That's yeah. I, I feel like we could all have benefited from understanding this from the get go. And I think your kids are going to just be a couple of steps ahead in life with this information. <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I think that like we all, whether it's, you know, our children or other people in our lives, it's like, we just don't want to see people suffer through the same things we did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you can give them a boost. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Here, go fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you are now the student who has become the teacher. So <laughs> as as a teacher, you are doing coaching, one-on-one work with clients, couples, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming families too. You you mm-hmm. help them understand each other, kind of like I think of it as like love languages, where yes. if you can understand your partner's love language, you can give and receive love from them more effectively. Um, how can people work with you? Yeah. So the easiest way to find me is on Instagram. So. My Instagram handle is Modern Redhead. And if you type in my name, Brandy Healy, you'll also find me. And I am like archaic. So it's like you can <laughs> click my link tree. And like, honestly, like if you're still listening to this now, like we're in it together. So like send me a DM, just say hi. If you have questions, mm-hmm. ask. Um, and if you feel really called, um, you can book a discovery call with me and I give you like a mini, a free mini reading. You know, I just love to hear like where people are at, where they're feeling resistance and just showing them a few places in their chart that can help them move through that. That's awesome. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I've done a few sessions with you and I I can't tell you how much I gained from those sessions and how even in a format like this where we're talking about it casually, I feel like I learned something new every single time. So it's, it's just, it's really awesome, especially the fact that you offer packages, right? Like, um, go ahead. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is like for a while I was doing single readings and I think one of the things that I didn't enjoy about doing that was that, um, it was like I was dumping all of this information on people without really giving them tools over time to integrate it. And so that really compelled me to, you know, kind of drop that single reading offer and work with people in a series of 10 because Mm -hmm. then we were able to, it was like accountability, right? It's like Mm -hmm. one yoga class feels great, it's better if you can do it consistently and make it more of a habit and have some accountability to check in and to be reminded. Um, so I have found that to be also just like as a projector, I love spending one-on-one time with people. I love going deep. It helps me really get to know them and, you know, work with them in these longer containers. And it's just been, 
incredible. And I feel so lucky for the people that I've had the opportunity to work with in this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like therapy, right? Like you can't, or even going to the gym, like you can't make, you can't create effective change um, or do effective work just by seeing your therapist once and then never seeing them again. Like you're going to need to go consistently for at least a little bit to really see the the change that you're you're seeking um so i definitely think that you are just a therapist but in your own right you know a therapist (laughs) of sorts a a different flavor for sure and it's like you know i find this work very complementary to Mm, therapy and i find I find that the people that tend to gravitate towards me have already spent time in therapy or doing some other kind of of work to develop themselves and they're kind of ready for the next level. And so this Mm. is a really nice compliment to that. Yeah. Yeah. Leveling up. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And it's like, you know, I think, you know, talking about just a little bit about my own design, it's like, you know, again, like projectors were here to like offer guidance and it's like feels so good for somebody to say I want to work with you and I want to hear your insight and what it is that you have to say that feels really great and to be able to share that guidance with somebody that wants it is you know it feels it's like a two-way street it feels good for Mm -hmm. both people involved and like I have a defined ego in my chart and like when we talked about earlier it's that willpower and it's very consistent. So people with this defined ego are like, it's like a pocket pep talk. It's like, (laughs) we tend to be like fitness instructors and things because we like make people feel like when we're in people are in our presence, we make them feel like I can do anything. I'm going to kick this door off the hinges. Like, let's go. And they're super fired up. So it's like, if you're looking for that, like pocket pep talk, like I got you. It's like, if you want to be reminded of like how awesome you are, I got you. I feel so supported by you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just really, it does sound like you are living your design. You are living your authority. And that's, (laughs) that is so inspiring. And, and it's, it's, um, helpful for all of us to see that it is possible. It's a, it's a lifelong process. It's not, yeah. you're never, you're never fully there, right? Yeah. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> it certainly is. I thank you so much. This was so always Gina I, talking to you so much. I fun. know. I know. I love it. I love talking with you too. So thank you for being here. Um, one final question though, before you go, I ask all of my guests this, um, before we hop off, um, what does it mean to lead a life leaning into love? Oh, okay. So I love this question. And I think that I'm going to use, you know, human design as an example, obviously, but I think (laughs) it's like when you are able to really honor the way that you are meant to operate and trust that when you care for yourself, that will allow you to show up at your best for others. Hmm. You know, when we can love ourselves, we can love others more fully. Yeah. And then that love just keeps going round and round and round. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Brandy. I appreciate you. Thanks, Gina. I appreciate you too. 
that was so much fun. And I know I learned a lot more myself. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you're interested in working with Brandy or in any of the resources mentioned during the episode, check out the show notes to learn more. Thank you for listening to the Lean Into Love podcast. And thank you for taking the time to learn how to be a little bit more compassionate with yourself. A small amount certainly goes a long way. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to work with me inside the Self Love Club, a one-on-one virtual coaching program where you'll learn how to love yourself more fully through holistic and integrative wellness practices. Each session is specifically designed to fit your goals and needs. Visit theyogina.com and book a free discovery call so we can create a roadmap of how we'll get you there today. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, rate and review this podcast. That way other souls on their journey back home to themselves can learn from people like you. Until next time, keep leaning into love. And remember, you are worthy, you are loved, and you are never alone.